Hello, everybody. Welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. I'm here on location at a place that, as I've been told, is not dog-friendly. Dogs are not allowed anywhere near the building, but they are allowed at the brewery across the way. Uh, so it's not a bad place when you mix uh, what I would say classic air-cooled Porsches and beer across the way. And a lovely guest who is possibly may say him as uh, he's a creator, a writer, but uh, I think I know him better as a Hot Wheels addict, <laughs> Mr. Albert Rojas. It's lovely to have you on the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate that, it. That's quite all right. It was uh, John said that I had to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, you would beat him like you used to beat him at junior college. That's that. John, the check's in the mail, John, uh, both to you and RJ. Thank you. Yeah, so John, obviously, uh, the infamous illustrator, uh, digital car designer, and whatnot. Uh, RJ, damn, that guy's fast. That's, he's absolutely fast. He's so fast. So, <laughs> so fast. But uh, anyway, Albert, get into more serious stuff. Firstly, I want to thank you for the gifts. Oh. Nothing's wrong with a bribe. I know. Right? I appreciate that. So every future podcast listener who's listening to this now, because all podcast guests that I have on obviously listen to the show, take this as a warning. Otherwise, I'll be very. I'll have Albert turn up and he will beat you like he beat his friends at college. Uh, apologize. So apologies for that. Sorry. That's guys. quite yeah. right. But but anyway, Albert, let's get to the crux of it. So how is it that you found your love for everything automotive? You know, I think the easiest thing to say would be like, you know, with my family. So my dad was into cars a little bit. Um, my fa uh, my brother was into cars. Uh, and, you know, that's sort of the start of it, I'd say. But What sort of, like, cars were they kind of into them? What was the direction at that time they were so, both into? Gosh, so back then, you know, my dad actually had an old school Mazda RX-7. Was that um, Series 1? Gosh, I want to say it was before FB. Yes. So, so what it was pre-FB. Yeah. Um, my brother had a Mercury Capri, uh, so we're talking 70s, 80s-ish. Yep. Um, when I started getting into cars, it was great because my dad uh, bought a 3000 GT. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to buy a VR4. Uh, he ended up with an SL. You know, okay. Um, so you wanted to go all out. You wanted to say, look, stack the weight on. You, you want to get the heaviest car you could ever imagine. <laughs> All-wheel drive, a lot of power. No, oh, and, and did what, it had all the crazy things. Though, it had you, the Active Aero before Active Aero existed. Yeah. Um, it was all-wheel drive, twin turbo. But, and you know, and they I, weighed like 45 It was heavy. Pounds. It was super heavy. Um, and I was turning 16, so it would have been a great first car for me. Perfect you know? first car. Um, I mean, you raced it well, on Gran Turismo, right? Yeah. So you was practically the same thing. You had so much experience <laughs> I, behind the wheel. I, I'm so old, it might have been before Gran Turismo. I, I might say, but um, no, and I ended up with a 92 Civic hatchback manual CX with nothing in it. Ooh. So yeah, I was the bad child. But that's so. not a bad way to start. I almost it, started <laughs> with a 90 Honda Civic. Okay. Which are really cool nowadays. Yeah. Well, if I mean, and I, I liked it because I had, at the time, it was lowered. I don't know what springs whatever it was on, right. but it was lowered. It had a loud exhaust, had BBS, gold BBS wheels. Nice. On. And I was like, this is the one. Then my dad was like, nope. Not that one, James. No, you're not getting that one. But it was a bit too much. So I understand. I had a budget. Going to stick with the budget. That's how it goes when you're 16 usually. Yeah. Right? Well, I was a little older, but it's the same thing. <laughs> so you got stuck, not stuck, but you were gifted. <laughs> I was gi absolutely gifted a, uh, a brand a new 92 Phantom Gray Civic CX, which had no air conditioning, vinyl seats, or roll-down windows, but it was a manual. Mm -hmm. um, and this was, you know, way before the Fast and Furious times. I mean, this is... We're talking 91, 92, or what I consider the golden age of JDM before JDM. Mm -hmm. So, 
and sort then, of move my way through there. Yeah, and so how did life go with your Honda Civic? Learned a lot. Okay. Right? You always learn a lot with your first car. I think you do. As most people have or most auto enthusiasts have. Um, lowered it myself using cutting the springs. The first thing you did, yeah. how did that go? Um, it went okay until we, uh, after I'd cut the springs in the shock still. So they literally, we, uh, I think something had caught fire. We kicked them out. Um, it wasn't the greatest way. And it wasn't lowered completely um, level, mm -hmm. let's say. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to use a Dremel. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned a lot of, uh, you should not only use the scissor jack to keep it up. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I had a buddy that... Uh, took out the wind tunnels to make the air filter sound, to make it sound meaner. Of you course. You're on a budget. Yeah. Right? I mean, these are... No, absolutely. Tricks so. of the trade that you yeah. find probably on somewhere on an Be internet forum. Before internet forums, oh, right? We didn't have the internet back then. We so didn't have... Just... This was, you know, literally um, the homies, my friends, what, uh, you know, street racing. This was, you know, like I said, early 90s. Um, it was whatever you could find. There was, you know, local shops only had maybe mufflers that didn't fit anything uh, JDM, right? Mm -hmm. it's, everything was for muscle cars, stuff yeah. like that. So um, very few parts at that time. So was, a lot of it was um, backyard building, if you will. Anything else was, you know, what was the, uh, f the Fast and Furious quote? Overnight from Japan. Yeah. You know. I mean, so. I get all my parts overnight from Japan. <laughs> Amazon. Uh, right? That's, that's how you do that. One day delivery, is. drones, everything <laughs> comes in right now. Yeah, it's amazing what you can literally find nowadays versus what was – you know, not available at all back then. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you'd get nothing back then. There's, yeah. No, it was literally um, the recycler. And I think RJ had mentioned that in the previous podcast. I probably bringing it up. But it was the recycler. It was meeting up with your homies. It was, you know, hey, so-and-so has a set of wheels for sale. Yeah, um, there was no. Can do. Yeah, there was, there was, there was no uh, access to, to vast parts. Oh, you could, what we could say now, there was no ability to waste hours and hours on Craigslist. <laughs> Absolutely. Or eBay, however you want to go about For sure. It. No, yeah. yeah, there's no PayPal. No, no, no easy uh, financing. No, right. No. It was cash only back yeah. then. <laughs> and you have to meet at someone's place, and it was always... Super sketchy. Of course. No, ab absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so you've cut the springs. You've made these performance modifications <laughs> to your car that's obviously... Straight, perfect. Oh, absolutely. Like dream. I should have been a tuning shop back then. Performance right. is off the charts. <laughs> and so what were you doing with the cars there? So back then, I mean, it was literally, you know, we're cruising, we're going to the mall, we're hanging out, and, you know, street racing. You know, that was sort of a... And you mean, when you mean street racing, obviously you mean just racing to the speed uh, limit. Yeah, exactly uh, to the speed absolutely limit and effort, then you stopping know, that. It's, what, 2019 now, so I'm sure the, uh, the maybe, jurisdiction is gone from that. But anyway, if it was maybe less than 10% over the speed limit and it, then maybe it, just stopping In that. Mexico. Yeah, of right, course. Yeah. I mean, that's where that, that, street racing <laughs> takes place, right? But yeah, I, I mean, I literally wasn't street racing that car because it was a... At the time, a four-cylinder, eight-valve, maybe 92 horsepower, so, which wasn't terrible back then, but it wasn't an SI. It wasn't right? 93 horsepower. It Let's wasn't put it 90, that way. Yeah, it literally, it was, um, I think that was also the first year that VTEC kicked in, yo. Like, yeah. they just started, uh, the, the VTEC started coming in on the SIs in 92, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, literally, I was bringing that to the... Uh, the street races and watching people street race. <laughs> yeah, because that was more fun. Obviously, it, until you got caught. I mean, I got everyone at that time got caught a lot, and it's a lot different than it is nowadays. Obviously, but um, 
you know, it was a part of growing up, a part of that what, scene, if you will. What would they give you? Was it a ticket they'd give you? Or? Um, so it depends. Like one time I got busted for exhibition in a speed contest, even though I wasn't on the line, if you will. So okay. that was sort of, oh, this is all hypothetical, of course. Yes. Um, one time I got uh, illegal U-turn in a business district because we were all trying to run. Okay. And I did an illegal U-turn. <laughs> um, and as time went on, it got progressively worse, meaning, um, you know, they, they saw this obviously as a, a big issue. Mm-hmm. And um, they would bring in semi-trucks to block off the streets, stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, back then, for the most part, it wasn't anything super crazy as you see nowadays. It's easy for me to say that. But, um, you know, it was new. It was fairly new. Like, why are Asian kids racing Japanese cars? Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) You know, like, how fast can you really go? And then even then, they didn't really have as many activities, for example, a place where you could go where you could do that. No, we're talking... um, legit battle of the imports um aira had you know some i mean there was nothing literally this was before you know i i'm talking long beach silmar um you know any of the old school heads will know sort of where they were at and you know maybe it took another you know fast and furious once 10 12 years down the road you know maybe there were a couple other new things but hot import nights was brand new Mm -hmm. like that that became a thing and that was even three to four years later you know so there were more car shows if you will um, but nothing sanctioned, you know, yeah. something like that. Um, and so, so where did that lead you then? So obviously you're enjoying your civic. So what, what was your progression from your civic? Because obviously the, in my extensive research that you provided <laughs> me before this discussion, you gave me, a, you gave me articles that listed all your cars. I, I become a, yeah, it, it literally went from, you and know, I was more, I would consider you more of a, not a car owner, more of a, uh, your bottom would just warm different seats because I, you had, like, I mean, you've literally had 4,782 cars. I've been, just I've, in the last I've week. financed a lot of cars. No, um, literally it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you, like you said, it's a progression, right? So from the, the Civic, I went on to a 92 or 93 MR2 Turbo, mm-hmm. first rear wheel drive car, learned a lot of lessons in that, a lot of scary A very uh, pretty car as well, one might say. Very pretty car that uh, the T-tops used to leak. Uh, put my first blow-off valve on that car, um, learned that you cannot really uh, brake and then try and turn in that car off the throttle. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it was my first rear-wheel drive car. I had Hondas before that. I had, um, right before that, I had an Integra GSR, 92, um, and then moved my way into the, the European car scene. And I think that's where, um, I, obviously, I met John. Um, I've kn- RJ2, I want to say. And a lot of my uh, friendships and stuff really began as the scene itself grew, right? Yeah. So. You know, after Fast and Furious, et cetera, people started move, you know, moving into the car scene. Uh, There's a lot more activities and things going on. Yeah, I mean, and obviously I'm guessing as well, when you go through that transition of cars, generally as you move up in life, you have a little bit more money to spend. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. You're you're not a kid anymore. Yeah, you know, so and, is, is, and you get yeah. something a little bit more grown up, and then you realize, obviously, it'd be nice if this had air conditioning. Yes, that that always helps. Uh, it's, you know, this would be nice if it was a little <laughs> bit more comfortable. Yeah, I don't have to have, you know this lean had, over to roll down the window this, for my uh, passenger. Or this plays like? CDs. Yes, compact yeah, discs. That was yes, that was a you know one of those new things back then. But you know, it's funny because now I think to myself, God, you know, I am. 43 and my car is still lowered or my daily still lowered has wheels but i did i opted for i didn't want exhaust Mm -hmm. you know i didn't want you know didn't want to go exhaust i didn't i i purposely didn't buy the competition package for the m3 because it sounded like a race you know like it was i was like i got kids now i don't need that you know it's 
you know, but I, I did lower it and put wheels on it because that's my thing. You know, that's I, I think you know I didn't do it myself. I had it done here at Estrada. Look, you go somewhere. Look, <laughs> I'm very much the same one. Right. I I can talk cars. I know how things get worked and how things get changed, but I don't want to do that myself. You, you reach a point in your life where it's like you know, look, if I hurt myself, it's going to cost more than actually just having it done. Yeah. So I'll just take it to someone. It helps with the economy. <laughs> there it you gets go. Money back into it, so I'm like, I'm fine with that. I feel good. Like it gets done. I like to talk to them, pretend I know some stuff, and it's great. And that's how, and that's how you're here. Easy transaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, on the car thing, you know, went through uh, the whole European car thing, did a bunch of BMWs. I like, I like BMWs um, up until my latest one, which I've had some issues with. Um, but we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that at all. We won't talk um, about those BMW issues. <laughs> I mean, here, coming from my point of view, I mean, all I know is Eng- I've never owned I was... an English car. <laughs> So that means I've never had any English car problems. So that's a 100% record for you, me. You guys are good. Yeah. There, there are no issues. But then, so obviously I've owned German cars, lots of issues. <laughs> and I had to take the mechanic. And so it's like it's Terrible. 100 versus zero. So I'm, I'm just sitting on that ratio right now. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, uh, the whole BMW thing, good, started off uh, as that industry was growing, which is sort of like the Honda thing. Honda mm-hmm. really blew up. Aftermarket went big on it. Same within the early 2000s with the BMW, um, you know, BMWs really started to, to come in from everyone that came from Hondas. Yep. That moved, you know, moved their way up, if you will, and started tuning, uh, you know, the uh, the European cars. From um, BMWs got into Porsches. Um, did a, actually my first Porsche was a yellow 996. I'll never buy another yellow car again. Why? Um, just, it screams, uh, I don't know if I can say that on podcast, but it screams A-S-S-H-O-L-E. Um, no offense to everyone that owns a yellow well, car that's out there. My father, Sorry, guys. My father is obviously like, <laughs> Albert, James, why not did you get Albert on this show? For me personally, I don't think I'd ever own a, another bright colored car. So you're saying that the bright orange loner that I have set out front, is that not something for you? It, so it was great being on the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. No, no, it, it's not for me personally, you know, um, but, uh, you know, Lessons learned every time, you know, it's one of those things where it's... But you, as yourself, you like to clean your cars. I do for the most part, yes. Um, when I have the time, you know, I, I'll give the dad life excuse now that um, whenever I do have the time, I do like to clean my cars. I like to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and bright colors are easier, and they look amazing. Yeah, because like... obviously black is the worst. Yeah, black looks great. And... When clean. The for the first, first hour. Exactly. And then it, it's like, oh my word. Exactly. I should again. throw in a, you know, like a sponsor thing for Maguire's there. Yeah. For, <laughs> you can. It's so, all right. Thank you, Maguire's RJ. Appreciate it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, from the Porsche, uh, did another Mercedes, um, moved my way. I got an Audi R8. Uh, that was sort of my first exotic, if you will. Mm-hmm. Great experience with that. Um, same thing. Saw the community for those cars um, starting to grow. Um, went from there. I bought... I guess you could say my dream car, a Lamborghini Gallardo. Yeah. That was manual, great car until I had issues with it. But okay. German car, right? Just like you. <laughs> um, from there, BMW i8, which is like driving an iPhone. I liked it for about six months. Yeah. Re- really... What was it that, that then sort of pushed you in a different direction to it then? At that time, I honestly believed that I, or I honestly had thought I wanted a car that was you know, I'm in the IT industry. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this would be cool. Tech car, I can hack it. I can do whatever I want with it. Seats four, I've got new babies. You know, there's yep. an excuse to still own a car that's crazy that 
um, can seat everybody. Well, but was your Gallardo, was it a convertible or hardtop? Hardtop, two-seater. Oh, see, that's the problem. See, it was a convertible. You could have just stack up unlimited space. <laughs> rack them. Rack yeah, them up. Exactly. No, absolutely. Keep the babies um, coming. It's fine. You put them on the shoulders. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, you know, that's really sort of what drove me to it is a newer car. Um, was able to get a good deal on it, and it was just for a, a car guy. Um, again, apologies to all i8 owners. It had no real passion okay. you know, driving it. And like I said, the, the closest thing I can say is it's like driving an iPhone. Yeah. Cool, but not for people who like to drive cars. Um, a latest car, uh, 993, uh, old school air-cooled uh, Porsche. Um, sort of back to the roots, back to the purest drive, and that's, we had discussed that a little earlier, it's sort mm-hmm. of what's hip and what's hot nowadays, but this was almost, what, two two years ago now? Two, two three years ago? Yeah. Um, and um, and that's you know sort of where I'm at now, sort of looking for the next thing, see what else is out there, um, see what's uh, sort of different, you know, something cool, different, but you know, just we'll see what what, uh, what comes next. So does that mean you'll get rid of the Porsche then? Porsche's yeah, Porsche's actually gone. Oh, it has. I didn't realize. So it yeah, gone. yeah. So that was gone uh, Father's Day. Oh, it's actually back here at Arstrada. Okay. So all right. Um, so now I'm um, I don't know yet. I really. I'm not sure. What, what what ways are you leaning? I like this idea. We can play this game. Oh, what you should get. It's tough. Um, I like to do stuff that not a lot of people have, but then also I have a practicality thing now. Yeah. And it's like I've you know I've got the M3 as a daily. Do I dump that? Get go all in and get something I can drive every day. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Do I keep a daily and get sort of a weekend car again? Um, I don't know. I really want to see what's going to happen with the the uh, the industry. Okay. You know the car industry right now is sort of crazy. So we'll see. Um, where things go with you know trades um with uh the economy um you know i'm still fine i try to be financially responsible <laughs> to an extent even yeah. though i'm a car guy yeah um and I, I mean you keep your addictions low i mean the hot wheels are only 97 cents exactly right? if you pay too much maybe a dollar yeah like nine they're like real expensive <laughs> the, the, they call it the world's most expensive hobby because then you end up owning five thousand of them yeah right yeah. um but no i don't i Part of me, you know, I just, uh, I was looking at a 991, uh, C, well, I've been looking at 991 GTSs. Okay. That sort of fits the bill. You know, I have a relationship with Arstrada. That'd mm-hmm. be a great car to have. Um, it's seats four. It's still a sporty car. But then, you know, every once in a while I'll catch them. Like, you know, you know, it'd be cool. I've never owned a Ferrari. So like a uh, 430, maybe a, a cheaper 458, something like that would be cool. Okay. Just to sort of check the box on the Ferrari side. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I drove the uh, the new NSX. I mean, they're offering thirty grand off that as we speak because they cannot sell them. Yeah, um, it's a real strange thing in my mind. It's crazy. I mean, um, I uh, through a friend, I got invited to to do a, a whole test run in California City. I drove them. Great car. Um, you know, it's a TSX internally as far as what you feel and everything, but it's an amazing car. And if you tell me that that car now, I've seen them in the one thirties. And you can get a brand new one now for like probably one thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, once that that car hits the low hundreds, that's going to be a steal of a car. Yeah, still I think so. still hybrid. Um, and not gonna, and by the way, it's it is selling. I don't think they're going to make too many of them. I yeah, I don't. Uh, my understanding for twenty nineteen, I believe it's build build uh, only the ones that have been sold uh, to the dealers. Uh, they're not building anything else. Yeah. So um, which is crazy. Crazy built in Ohio. I mean, it, it's. It's such a tech, and I and I have a thing for the NSX. You know, that was like my grill car when I was younger. The original NSX. Yeah, was um, that only because of seeing Entz and a dancing in his Gucci's? And- <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's absolutely. I think for any uh, anyone my age or what have you, that was you know our F40 affordable F40 at yeah. the time, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Uh, and I think, honestly, I'll probably own an older one at some time in my life just to have. I think that'd be cool. But um, the new the new NSX would be on there. You know, I'm, I'm anywhere between, the, you know, the reasonable, I don't know, the reasonable 80 to 140 range. Yeah. I, just, know, I don't know what else is out there, you know, as far as that stuff that yeah, I'm interested in, at least. I guess, like, the 430 would be around that price range, right? Oh, yeah, you can get... 2005s for like 105 now. But then, if it's, you, if then you, it's always the question, obviously, of how much is that servicing going to cost? I suppose it's all about yeah the, the servicing, the 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 way that the car has been treated, clutch yeah. life, all that stuff. But for the most part, anything you know, I, I don't know if I'd go anywhere near 360s. Mm-hmm. A little too old. <clears throat> See, I was but, thinking the 355. Way old, way expensive, way maintenance. If no, you want to talk about. I mean, whenever you've got a problem, you just take the engine out. I mean, <laughs> you just take the four bolts, just lift the car off. Not, not a big that. deal. Not, not a, a big deal. deal. It's and, an engine out service, everything. And they're like, what? Probably those are like 50 grand now, 55 if you will. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally easy. I mean, you could just do it like, it's like just a back up. No sarcasm at all. No, I can tell. Easy. I can, I can, I, I see. No, it. in generally, I, that's the one I get. That's no. for me. But I understand <laughs> the risks involved with not having your own shop and having yeah, that car. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or unless you're a renter. You know, but yeah. um, but still, I that is not need, me. I think you still need your own lift for that car in particular. Yes. It'd be, it'd to get it out. be advantageous for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of where I'm at now as far as the, the cars go. But, I mean, since we've just talked about that, let's take a step back and talk about your life. Uh, I should say your online life and then your paper life because, obviously, you're a bit of a writer. Yes. Um, I've done some writing for uh, different magazines, Eurotuner, um, photography. Driving Line is one of the main things I do for digital. Um, European Car or, and uh, Eurotuner, actually, back in the day. Um, actually, it's funny because uh, back in 2003, I started an online – or. 2000 started as an online website, and then we rolled that into a print magazine called mm-hmm. Tuning Works. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of uh, on the early cusp of uh, European aftermarket. Um, uh, one of our one of the guys who write uh, who I hired on to write for us is actually uh, Sam Dew, who is the editor in chief of Super Street. Now. Yeah. Um, so and that's you know uh, R J John, all those guys were you know. A, great part of uh, get, being involved with that, helping us out and stuff like that. And, and so how difficult was it putting a magazine together? You know, now that I, I can say I've done it. Um, You're saying you want to do it again no. and you want to do more of it? <laughs> if you have the right team and you have the right people, you can. I believe you can pretty much do anything. You want me to build a rocket, I'll go make it happen. It's just a matter of finances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, building a magazine nowadays would be a lot easier because of tools, right? You People can go on YouTube and learn InDesign. Um Everyone's a photographer. Um, well, they've got an iPhone, right? So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you can you can print and publish online high quality stuff for twenty five bucks, right? Back then, we really had to source out, um, a, you know, a publisher that was in Westminster that was willing to work with us at a low circulation rate. Um, it was it was very difficult, but I learned so much, and I I made some you know lifelong friends. Obviously, car related. What else more could you do? But you know, towards the end of it, I reached a point where I didn't, I didn't like cars anymore, and that was terrible. Um, when you know, you sort of mix your passion with your um, your livelihood. Yeah, it's right? like the snake thing with the love and hate. When yeah, you get to a point abs- where it's I love it, 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 hate, and then you got to try and get over that hate back to ab- loving thing again. Ab- no, absolutely. Um, you know, people like to say print is dead. I don't necessarily believe that at this point. Um, but you know, it's something that I mean, they've got a lovely, uh, I would say, traditional. Porsche magazine that is out now. Yes, so which is very, very nice. Very, very nice. Very, very expensive. Yeah, which will. I think is probably why it's keep going at the moment. The thing that sort of fits in with that hair cool movement. Maybe. No, absolutely, absolutely. Collect, highly collectible um, 
you know, somewhat posh. Yes, um, magazine. The yeah, limited numbers. Limit limited numbers, and if you if you look at like well, so um, you know, I brought you a copy of ours. Same type of deal, fifteen twenty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Thick paper, high quality, mostly pictures, a little bit of content. Um, you know, that was sort of I guess the uh, our recipe back then because we wanted to be you know somewhat elite, not elitist, but somewhat high yeah. end. Yeah, because if you um, could, let's be honest here, if you go high end, then you can maybe charge a few more dollars. I, we were charging seven bucks out of Barnes and Noble in two thousand three, which is a lot of money back then. You know, most magazines I think were like three fifty. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. So. So that's why you go exclusive. It, that's that's what it's all about, $1 right? On for the this exclusive podcast, right? Yeah. So I wish it worked like that. It'd be nice <laughs> if I got one dollar, but that's a different story. I don't make one dollar. I make billions. 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 <laughs> billions of podcast dollars. So we touched on it. Uh, your Hot Wheels. Yes. Addiction. Yes. So how did that? How did that start? And how is it going right now? Because obviously, in your one of your most recent posts, you showed a few of your. Crates. Yeah. So um, bins. I should say bins. Bins. Yeah. No. You know, it's uh, along with most automotive passions, right? You really get into things. So, like, you know, with with cars, it was once you're done with cars, you get into watches, you get into guns, you get into. Yeah, I haven't gotten into any of the guns things, but (laughs) wine. No, but you know, no, 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 no. no, no. It's one of those things where it's sort of come. You know, it comes with the territory. This is sort of the you know that type of lifestyle, Mm -hmm. if you will. And you know, one of the things was you know people got into die cast right and um you know I, i'm still into auto art 118 you know all the, the i guess the, you consider the higher end uh, larger scale but then hot yeah. wheels hot wheels are 99 cents man how can you go wrong you can't go wrong. and um especially in see with the licenses they have now it, amazing i actually shout out to pat uh our license guy if you will he's sort of like our license guru yeah um but yeah i mean hot wheels gets everybody they unfortunately they lost uh ferrari two years ago or something like that but um you know, a, a lot of their new stylings are great because it's uh, aftermarket or, um, influenced, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, no, like, like any of the other hobbies, if you will, um, you know, I got into die cast. You know, I got into, um, you know, just sort of buying anything and everything that I could find car-related, real car-related like we had discussed. Yeah. Um, you know, Ferrari, BMW, whatever. So if it was a real car that I enjoyed, um, that's what I got into. And then... Um, I had kids, so it was a perfect excuse because I had a boy on the way, and I was like, "Well, now I'm not just buying for myself. No, it's for him. I can say I'm buying for him, Definitely like everything <laughs> for him. So buy one for me, one for him, it, and then one for storage. Exactly. There you, you know, you, they have to be in you know triples. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, that's sort of how it started, and um, you know, I started actually when I was actually maybe uh, the I want to say early early 2000s. I started collecting here and there, and then it just it grew and grew and grew, and then. You know, you start buying your. You're at Target buying stuff for the house, and you, you know, I'm gonna stop by the stop the Hot Wheels real quick and yeah. take a look. And then, you know, your wife. You know, my wife is awesome. She's like, "Hey, I'm at the star, the the supermarket. Is this one you want?" And you know, and she'll Facetime me and stuff like that. So she helps the addiction. Um, and then I like that your wife helps feed the addiction. Ab- ab- absolutely. You know, whatever it is, she's she's always behind me. There's a shout out to my wife Wendy. See, uh, <laughs> but um, it's one of those things where you know. It, it it accumulates faster than you know it, mm-hmm. and um, you know I did it, like I, you had mentioned I did an article on it. There's this whole I don't want to say underground industry for it, buy sell trade, um, that uh, you know it's it's really its its own economy in a way. Yeah. You know? So why don't you tell us a little bit since you explained it to me so succinctly about the the specials that you can get in Hot Wheels? Yes. I mean, so so basically, you know, you've and uh, you know for all the the Hot Wheels people listening, I'm going to go as generic as I can to make it you know um, 
accurate. But basically, you've got main lines, which are the normal ones that you see, you know, uh, you know, uh, Honda, whatever it is, whatever brands, the typical stuff you see, it's, they consider a main line. Yeah. Then they have what's called treasure hunts, and those are treasure hunts are special cars, if you will, that you're marked with. Um, maybe it's a different color on the uh, different color, a different type of car, but same model. And there's these things called super treasure hunts, and those are like the creme de la creme, and those have rubber tires, specialty paint. Uh, they're usually stamped um, behind, uh, or actually inside the car, behind the car itself with a special insignia. Okay. And those are the ones that, you know, you buy for 97 cents. And if they're a dope one, they're 85 bucks, 35 bucks, whatever it is. Um, those obviously aren't, um, they don't come in uh, you know, high volume compared to the uh, treasure hunts or the, the main lines. And myself speaking, I've never found a super treasure on the peg. Okay. That's a term on the peg, meaning you walk oh, yeah, into the store, store and find right? It. Um, and I've and I've been collecting since I don't know ninety seven ninety eight. I've never found one literally stand, uh, you know sitting there. Um, so they're really hard to come by. And and I'm at a point now. It's sort of sad where I know when Target's restock. So I'll go there. I've 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 befriended a guy at Target like when an employee is an employee and like he he I think I had like a it might have been a jacket or something that said Greddy or whatever you know some tuner jacket and he's like are you into cars I'm like. Yeah, and he's like, you here to, for Hot Wheels? I'm like, sort of embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, my son's into Hot Wheels. Yeah, it's, it's my son. And he goes, dude, friend me on Facebook. I'll let you know whenever we get something new. And now I have a connection. It, it's amazing. So You've got a hookup. i got a hookup. He'll message me and go, yo, this is what just came out. And he'll send me a picture. And he's like, you got to get here before you know these collectors or whoever come, which I guess technically I'm part of. But, but um, you're the cool collector. I'm the, I'm the oh, okay, I guess I'll pick it up if no one else is going to take that one or yeah. you know, try to be – the casual collector. So what are the ones, that, the examples of the ones that you've got as the casual collector that you're uh, really proud of? Uh, the ones that I've got Hot Wheels-wise that I'm really proud of. Um, you know, I like I like all the stuff uh, that are real cars that are, um, like, the latest stuff, McLaren Senna. If, I can, if any of the stuff that has just recently come out, I like to get ahead of time. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've never gotten any super treasure hunts, but they make super treasure hunts of, like, the Audi uh, R6 Avant. That would have been dope. Um but for for most of the stuff that I, I've got, I like a lot of the Porsche stuff. That's really cool. Um, some of the Ferrari stuff, which is now uh, they don't have license yeah, for that, so that's gone. Good. So yeah. I have a lot of the Ferrari stuff. Um, I really love all the uh, the JDM stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff from the era that I just talked about, right? Uh, EF Civics, yeah, the CRXs. One that, the, the one that I was just looking at the Civic the other day when I was in Pavilions. Yeah, you should have grabbed it. You got to grab this. I've, I have like one. every color of the. <laughs> The Civic EFs of the CRXs that are out. The one thing I don't have is they have a super treasure hunt Gretty white Civic uh, that um, the guys at Gretty obviously were involved in, but I've seen that on uh, around. Okay. Um, I made my own because you can buy aftermarket wheels and tires, so I yeah, so I broke one open and put, put some on there. But So what's the super treasure hunt on it? So what's the Gretty one then? Because uh, the one I saw was white Gretty. It's pearl white. Yeah. It might have been a super treasure and you didn't know it. See, see. It, it's it's a, the super treasure hunt is pearl white. Um, it's just a different white color, same uh, livery. Otherwise, it looks the same, but it's got rubber tires. Yeah, so I um, think it had rubber tires. And I it, think it was a super treasure hunt. It, it's hard because on the rubber tires, even me, you, you can't really tell unless you really look. Um, and then it'll have, obviously, the uh, the treasure hunt logo, the TH, yeah. somewhere on the body. Oh, okay. So, I mean, when you're, like, you know, if you're looking through 40 of them, I don't know if you're, you'll be able to catch that one. Um, I've been doing it for a long time now, and I, I still go nuts when I see them. It's like, I can't tell if that's really... You know, one or not, so I'll look under the card to see if it is. Yeah. And so, obviously, you spend your time at shops looking for Hot Wheels. <laughs> and you may have one or two more than you probably do need. 
I think that's a fair assumption, yes. But I'd say one or two. You'd probably say, no, James, I have yeah. one or two less. <laughs> I keep looking for more. You always need more. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Um, but then you also, not only that, you also like to go and do adventures, car-related adventures. Uh, absolutely. Um, who, who doesn't, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, back in uh, 13, uh, me and two of my buddies, uh, one of the guys, uh, both of them actually here from Arstrada, uh, we did a, a full-on European car guys tour. Um, it was literally the year that my son was born mm -hmm. and they were going to close a Nürburgring or we had thought they were going to close a Nürburgring. So we pitched it to our wives and families. Hey, we got to go do this. We have to drive the Nürburgring. No, because we literally, they, at that point they were thinking that um, it was going to get bought out by some Russians or whoever, and they were going to close it down to public uh, use. So like, Hey, here's our opportunity. Let's go do it. Um, so it was premised around that. And some of us had some connections with some manufacturers and what have you. And we ended up hitting, you know, BMW, uh, HWA, AMG, Mercedes, mm -hmm. um, Audi, Pagani, Lamborghini, um, Ferrari, uh, made our way up through, uh, roof, um, gosh, I'm thinking through Stuttgart, uh, up to, uh, yeah, the Nürburgring. Um, and we, we hit pretty much every manufacturer that we could, um, in a two week tour. And is it, uh, any of the ones that's better than the others that you said people have to go see? Oh, that's a t I mean, absolutely the Nürburgring. I mean, if any car guy is going to want to do the Green Hell. And did you drive it then, <coughs> or did you? Did then did any of you do the hot laps with anyone? Yeah, so we did. Uh, we all drove it. Yeah. Um, which the first time it was funny because we had we uh, two did months you, ago we just got back. Did you practice the video games before? I did. It, they were giving me a hard time because I was literally on Gran Turismo going, okay, so that's a right, that's a left, this is how you do it. Because I just didn't want to get in an accident or look like a typical a American. Yes. I didn't want to be the American, just, you know. And when we went back in 13, um, it was interesting because they literally let us rent a car and put us on the track. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. Was that a rental rental car or the rental from the rental race cars that have like... Rent race, store? yeah, rent race a car. You yeah. can you can technically bring a car that you rented, but I you know, insurance-wise, that's probably not very smart. Um, but we did the... Um, I think it probably voids it, maybe. I I'm, think I'm sure. Well, nowadays, if they have GPS, they'll know. I mean, that's literally, they'll know that you're on the track. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, we were just remarking about it because when we went in 2013, they literally, hey, it's wet out there. Don't use the curbs. Here's the keys. Oh, by the way, do you know how to drive stick? Because it was a manual E92 M3. Yeah. Um, and they let us go. This last time that we went two months ago, they want, um, we had to do uh, one lap with an instructor. Um, to, to make sure that I guess that we could drive and that we knew the thing. And the second lap was on your own, but it was required, which was really interesting. Same rental company, but maybe, you know, in the past three years they've had accidents or what have you, and they've had to change their policies, but yeah. found that to be really interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You got to do the nerve rigoring. Um, some of the better, I guess, factory tours, if you will, or if you have access, um, the Porsche factory tour, that was the first time we did this um, a couple months ago. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. A lot of good information, very small group which was nice, but I mean, you're a car guard. Any of those, any of those chores that you're going on overseas is like a dream. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but, and then obviously no challenge with the language or anything like that. No, they're actually, um, you know, uh, everywhere we went, people were super kind, super nice. Um, with Pagani, uh, we had an, uh, the first time we went, it was very, very uh, via email. So that's, you know, every time via email, you can do translation, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but no, for the most part, there's, uh, you know, English language speakers, and then did you go eat uh, spaghetti at the Ferrari restaurant? We did not. <laughs> we did not do spaghetti at the the Ferrari restaurant. I did have a nine euro cup of blood orange juice, which I had no idea what it was. Like it came out, and I went, "No, dude, I wanted orange juice. This isn't orange juice." And she, 
this is blood orange. And I went, and it's nine euro, which at that time was like 14 bucks. Of course. Like, this it's going to be the greatest orange yeah, juice yeah, you've ever like, had in your life. I drank a quarter of it, and Joe drank the rest. He's like, I'm not, don't waste that here. I'll, I'll drink it. It was pretty funny. But, um, um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, everyone in every area, wh- wherever you're going, you know, there's going to be an English language speaker or um, host mm-hmm. that'll take care of you. Well, that's nice. And, and then moving forwards, I know that we've spoken about you maybe pulling up a YouTube site. Absolutely. That's what everyone's doing nowadays. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, um, absolutely. I, I definitely, um, you know, I've got some content. We're going to hopefully launch that, you know, maybe mid, uh, actually, it, it's already July. It is July. I'll say mid-year. Um, but it'll be coming soon. Um, yeah. I'll launch it on my um, on my actual website, which will be um, portaled through through uh, to YouTube. Which you know, like we discussed earlier, a lot of people are doing. But I think uh, I want to do something different with the content as far as what's being covered. Um, sort of my angle, what kind of access I have, or different things um, rather than your just your typical car community. Um, burnouts and and what what have you that you see on YouTube nowadays? Yeah, and then so what is some of the events that you like here in Southern California? If someone's coming here, what would you suggest as some of the things that people need to check out? Uh, you know, Cars and Coffee, Southern California. Well, we call it South County Cars and Coffee, which was derived from the original Irvine Cars and Coffee, mm-hmm. uh, which was derived from the original Crystal Cove Cars and Coffee, if you will. Um, but that's sort of the the landmark for Saturday morning, um, you know, car show, if you will. Um, Moulin, which is sort of, we're not supposed to really talk about it, but it's uh, every last Sunday. Um, there's one in Newport Beach. It's a uh, it's a it's a French bakery, I believe, and they do sort of a, a low key cars and coffee there, high end, great stuff. If you're into hypercars, um, exotics, you got to do David Lee's um, Hingwa Lee events. I mean, those that's, I think that's once a month. That's a great one. And then um, Supercar Saturday with um, Lamborghini uh, Newport Beach. I've, I've got a bunch of friends over there, so I got to throw them a shout out. But they do a nice. Um, uh, I believe that's the first of uh, first Saturday of every month. They do a a, a Lam- not necessarily it's at the Lamborghini uh, dealership, but they'll do a like a, a supercar hypercar show there. Well, hopefully with that shout out, you can get they can remove the dealer's commission on your next Ferrari. <laughs> my, my next vehicle. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And then if anyone's wanting to find you online, where's the best place to track you down online? Uh, thank you, uh, albertrojas.com, a l b e r t r o x a s dot com, which I just recently relaunched, um, but that was. You know, I I, I met uh, actually John Sabal and I actually had our websites up a long time ago. And then as life goes on, you know, people don't go to websites anymore. They go mm-hmm. to Instagram or what have you. So, so, so speaking of that as well, if people want to track you and stalk you on Instagram, where do they find you on there? It'd be my name, Albert Rojas as well. So you can find me there. Anywhere with Albert Rojas, hopefully it's me because I've tried to grab that everywhere you could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an IT guy. i got to make sure that I You've own You've got to be in it to win it, right? Yeah. Anything na- uh, related to my name, hopefully I own. If I don't, give me a call. All right. So. And then he'll buy it off you, but not at Ferrari prices. It, exactly. Maybe at reduced Ferrari prices. <laughs> exactly. Well, Albert, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on the show. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me. No, it was yeah. it was really good fun. And please don't pick on John too much. No. Oh. <laughs> anymore. I mean, I know you can't catch RJ because damn that guy's that fast. guy's absolutely fast. So he just runs and you can't ca- can't catch him. But uh, for those listening, as always, please leave us a positive review. We always like nice reviews, not negative reviews, just good reviews. You can always try and click to leave us five stars. I know sometimes it can be a challenge, as my father tells you to try and get that five star review in quick. But if not, just take your time. Think of it on a ten point scale. Ten if you like it. Just broaden it down to five. If it's not very good, maybe it's a five. Just keep it at a five. Just name for that five out of five. That's what we look for. 
Um, also, if you've got any questions, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook, which is always at No Breaking. Or you can come read all the stuff that we talk about on the website at nobreaking.com. That's N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. And if you've got any guests that you want to see on the show, just let me know. And we'd love to try and twist it around to get them on there. But guys, Albert, thank you so much for being a guest. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And until then, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>